0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The abortion legislation is signed in Indiana, and honestly, it's close to where we were. Couple of exceptions. And and maybe this is where it ends. Maybe they don't address more of this in the general session, or I should say the regular session that takes place in January. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Guys, always a pleasure. Great to be with you. Uh, they made the call to cap abortions at 10 weeks. Um, abortions will be allowed for fatal birth defects up to 20 weeks. However... There's a conversation about the idea of life of the mother or fetal anomaly. And I haven't been able to get a good description of what that means or what that would allow. Rape, incest, life of the mother, fetal anomaly. Which makes me think that there are cases where a doctor would say, yes, yes. And it could be done. Uh, also, no more um, abortion clinics. You would have to do this in a hospital. Well, okay, I'm, I'm not bothered by that at all. Me, I'm not bothered by not having abortion clinics in Indiana. Oh, Planned Parenthood, they really provide health services. No, it's an abortion mill. Come on. Honesty is so important in this conversation. Like the honesty of you really didn't know that the pro-life side was a pro-life side and they wanted no exceptions at all? You're shocked and stunned by this. Look how radical they are. They have been telling you who they are from the beginning and what is radical about we think life is life and damn it, we are gonna say so. The horrific circumstances that could happen to create a life doesn't change the fact that it is a life. This is where the pro-life side is. I am stunned at the people who are shocked by this. I am amazed by the people who are shocked at that level of consistency. Well, they're just gonna force birth. They believe the life matters. You are shocked by this? Where have you been? I'm equally shocked as I have said by the people who didn't understand that overturning Roe v. Wade would then bring it back to the states and it's gonna get messy! I am shocked by the people who want to avoid the messy and they want the federal government just to take care of it so they don't have to discuss it. Think about it. Talk about it. The political left wants to make the argument that the political right is out of touch. The political left won't even notice that we're talking about life. They're totally cool with killing. They don't want that being the conversation. Turning it around? The political right doesn't want to show you that there are people who are immovable. They have a consistent train of thought, but people in and of themselves are like, look, there could be a reason and we gotta appreciate that. And look, if you don't think there should be an abortion when the life of the mother is at risk, sorry, that's a level of radical that I have no no connection to. You wanna tell me that's God's plan? My wife's pregnant. My wife has to die while giving birth or before because there's a problem. And you want to tell me it's God's plan? I laugh at you. God doesn't even believe that. You say that a woman should die because of a uh, problem with, with a baby, and that's God's plan. God face palms. If you believe this, your religion is all sorts of wrong. Damn, Tony, that's a rough statement. Well, I'm sharing with you where Hoosiers are. I am sharing with you exactly where Hoosiers are. And where they are is saying... We've got a line that we think is too far, even if we agree with restrictions. So when I see the Indiana Democratic Party screaming about rolling things back, going back to the 50s, women don't want this. You don't speak for women. The Indiana Democratic Party doesn't speak for women. Stop it. There are plenty of women who are pro-life. You don't speak for women. Say it with me, Indiana Democrats. You don't speak for women. Although some women may agree with you, you don't speak for all women. You don't speak for all Hoosiers. Is this bill too extreme? This bill is close to where I thought it would be. Admittedly, I thought it was going to be 15 weeks and not 10. But after that, this is kind of exactly where I thought they'd be. And I'll give the Republican Party credit on something, because I think they've looked the fool in these arguments. They should have had more of this worked out before we ever got to this moment. To engage the vote on a Friday and a signing on—I think it was—it was signed on Saturday. Was it signed on Friday. I don't even remember. Um, talk about ending ending the story, if you will. Right, you got the White House screaming and yelling, oh, this is terrible because of the extreme Supreme Court and their decision. Nobody cares what Corinne Jean-Pierre thinks. No one cares what this progressive thinks. They barely listen to her as press secretary. The bad job she's doing there, not because I say so, but because the press corps says so. She puts out a statement that the White House doesn't is unhappy about Indiana's decision. Ah... Can you imagine how many decisions Indiana's unhappy about from the White House? Dear Lord, our list wins. But they got done on a Friday. They got it done over the weekend, and it loses uh, steam. That isn't to say that there won't be things that come back uh, to to the General Assembly in the, in the regular session starting in January. But this is close to where I thought things were would be. This is close to how I thought things would, would 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 break down. So now we have a part 2 which is the $200. I thought it was going to be $225. They lied to me and I am unhappy about it. I wanted 225. They're only sending me 200.
1: OMG. Are you kidding me right
0: now? I am not. This is wrong. This is rude. This is disrespectful. I was told we were gonna get some moolah. We were gonna get some dinero. It's only 200. Not two twenty-five. Well, it's a billion dollars you are giving back, and and we have to put eighty million dollars to pre and postnatal care. I have no issue with you putting eighty million dollars to pre and postnatal care. Why couldn't you have taken that out of the other billions of dollars you have? Six point one billion in cash reserves. You can't give back two hundred twenty-five dollars a person like the governor wanted, like he uh, to an extent promised. That's weird. That's weird right there. That, that, is, that is awkward. And then they keep saying, well, you know, we already gave back $125. This is another $200. No, the $125 was automatic. That's the law. So let's not play around with the idea of you did this, you did that. We should add it together. That's not it. But there are some other things with, within here. And there's been this really interesting conversation about contraceptive care and and things like that. There's an argument to be made that if you want to keep abortions down, make sure people have access to contraception. I think that argument might be something you see more of in the general session in January where people like, hey, what about dollars for this? What about dollars for that? Me, buy your own damn condoms. And if you can't buy condoms, don't do it. You know what I mean by it? Does does everybody know what I mean by it?
2: Yes, 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 yes.
0: All right, I just want to make sure everybody knows what I meant. What I meant by when I said it.
1: All right, all right, all right. Okay,
0: good. Good, as long as Matthew McConaughey's uh, with me, we're gonna be alright. Cause sometimes, sometimes you can be talking about it, and people don't know, uh, what what it is, and I just wanna make sure everybody knew what it was. Yes! 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 Alright, as long as we got that covered, as long as we got it all all, all squared away, uh, we we now understand what it is. Mmm, go nuts. Close! close but not exactly not exactly we'll we'll talk to you later homer i am not interested in buying anybody's contraceptives i am not interested in 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 me writing that check at all as a society well i don't know i don't know i do not know where hoosiers are on that one that'll be kind of interesting So you've got this $80 million going to the pre and and postnatal. And then they are going to finally sign the repeal of the state tax on diapers. Now, this got pressed when the session was in play this year by a Democrat from Indianapolis named Carrie Hamilton. I do not know Carrie Hamilton at all. I am willing to bet you that Carrie Hamilton and I disagree about a billion things. A billion things. She is uh, House District 87. She put forward legislation, an amendment, to eliminate the sales tax on diapers and feminine hygiene products. And Republicans would not hear the amendment. I lost my ever freaking mind on this show. When a Democrat comes to you and says, I want to cut taxes, you say yes. It's Ghostbusters. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. And the Republican Party was like, nah. A Democrat comes to you and wants to cut taxes? You hold a joint press conference talking about how great this is, how Hoosiers are coming together to help Hoosier families, realizing that tax cuts is the way, allowing people to spend their money the way they see fit, and then a list of 10 other things that we should cut taxes on to make it just a little easier for Hoosier families. You don't know how to do this? You don't know how to do that basic thing? It's embarrassing! It really is! Super duper embarrassing! Well, this now, this uh, tax on diapers is gone. That's going to get signed in. It was smart thinking then and it's smart thinking now. And if I was a Republican, in in the General Assembly... I I would have called uh, Representative Hamilton and been like, okay, what are ten other things we can cut? Let's go, let's do this. We'll we'll introduce it together. It'll be bipartisan. Boom, boom, boom. Done, done. Who's going to disagree with this stuff? We'll we'll beat them about the head and neck. Let's go. Less taxes is better. Less sales tax is better. Look, I don't care who you are, how much money you have. When you start buying diapers at a regular click or any of those baby items, you're like, damn, that crap's expensive. And anything that makes it a little easier is just the right thing to do. Is the better thing to do, is the smarter thing to do, even if you don't want to call it the right thing to do. If the argument is we want to give Hoosier families every advantage to grow their family, Which is oddly a conversation that comes from the right and the left. Well, then let's damn well do it. It should never have been voted no on to begin with. If I was in the General Assembly, I'd find 10 more things. If I was Governor Holcomb, I would have called her up and be like, what's 10 more things? What else can we put in here? What else can we cut taxes on? Let's go, let's go. I honestly don't think Governor Holcomb engages that level of leadership. I could be wrong. But I saw how the disjointed the Republican Party was going into this special session. I'm amazed they got it all done, by the way. I didn't think they would. And I, I, again, say I don't think this is the end. As much as they may not want to go back to it in the general session, some things are going to have to and some things they're going to want to. But we get all get $200 back, at least the taxpayers. There are so, some 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 deals... Uh, That that were created. And as you've heard me say, the thing that I'm just simply disgusted by is how companies who are more woke than they are rational have responded by attacking the state. They're attacking the state with zero data, just anger. And I find it despicable, I find, as much as I find how the Republican Party went into this pathetic, as much as I find how the Democratic Party won't even recognize that we're talking about life in this abortion conversation, pathetic. Man, the so-called civic leaders of the business community, pathetic. Doesn't have to be like this. Not everything needs to be this woke insanity nonsense. Sometimes you can just talk and agree and disagree, without threatening anybody or attacking anybody. You just talk and realize that you're going to disagree, and sometimes you lose. I've lost many, an arguments. I've lost many, a, 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 a policy argument where the people voted the other way. No, we're going to attack Republicans for taking women back. We're going to make the claim that one party speaks for all women. We're going to attack the state and try and hurt the state for a decision that the vast majority of Hoosiers agree with in creating limitations. Not eradicating, creating limitations on abortion. And I can't get Republicans to recognize that a tax cut is good. Man... They asked me why I drink bourbon. Well, there's just some of the reasons. I'm Tony Katz. Been a lot of Israeli airstrikes. They're supposedly engaged in a ceasefire right now. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, uh, Israel killing another uh, jihad commander as described by the New York Post. Yeah. And they hide in apartment complexes, and they hide in schools, and they hide in other places, and sometimes other people get harmed. Uh, I, I, I must uh, state for the record, these terrorists are awful for the people that they terrorize. And uh, Gaza would be much better if there was no Hezbollah. Much, much better. But the story is that Iran has a very close connection to who the guy who will be the new leader of Al-Qaeda, he was the longtime head of its security arm, and he spent time in Iran during the early 2000s, that after the September 11th attacks. And he was getting protected by the Revolutionary Guard, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. He is the guy who orchestrated an operation in Saudi Arabia in 2003 that killed eight Americans. So Al Qaeda is operating in. Afghanistan with impunity, and Al Qaeda is now getting support and help from Iran. Yet I have a president in Joe Biden who's like, there's no Al Qaeda of of consequence in Afghanistan. Take a look at most of the experts who look at this, they acknowledge
2: that there is no concentration of any consequence of Al Qaeda in Afghanistan.
0: You just ordered the assassination, the killing of the number two guy uh, under Osama bin Laden, who is leading Al Qaeda in Afghanistan. This is ugly stuff and only getting uglier. And this is what happens when you don't lead on a world stage. This is Tony Katz today. Giddy is the way I would describe Senator Chuck Schumer and Democrats about the 50-50 vote, the tiebreak from Kamala Harris to pass the Inflation Reduction Act, which, if you look at headlines, doesn't seem to be about inflation at all, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Todd Young joins us right now. Senator Todd Young, the senator from Indiana, young.senate.gov. It was all the Republicans who voted no uh, on this. And as, uh, for example, the Indiana Democratic Party would like uh, to state, you voted no to combat inflation, lower drug and health insurance costs, create jobs and fight climate change. According to the Indiana Democratic Party, in this election year, you voted uh, against all the things that would be good for us. So maybe we should address that first. Why did you vote no,
2: <laughs> Tony? Thanks for having me on. So, um, listen, uh, this this legislation it it does absolutely nothing to address inflation. This, of course, is an ideologically driven package of of bills related to uh, the Green New Deal repurposed. It it doubles the size of the IRS. It it increases taxes on on everyone listening. It grows government uh, because that's what Democrats do uh, when they're in charge. And in order to obscure the fact that Democrats Despite the pleas of regular Americans across the country, they continue to focus on everything but the primary issues on the minds of regular Americans. So they need to obscure that. And, And so they put forward these big bills and this one's the biggest of them all. And they give them names that uh, betray their their purpose. So they call this the Inflation Reduction Act. It will actually exacerbate inflation. It will, uh, for the most part, neglect inflation in order to accomplish these other objectives. That's why my colleagues and I voted against it.
0: Now, it's it's interesting that this starts off – I mean, you talk about how they uh, engage in manipulation. Walk me through it. This was Build Back Better that then tried to be something else while they were trying to negotiate with uh, Democratic Senator from West Virginia, Joe Manchin. And then instead of engaging it as a health care and climate change bill, they – engaged as an inflation reduction bill and yet every headline that you see whether it's the New York Times the Washington Post or the Guardian only refers to it as something uh, that is delivering on climate change and health care so if that word manipulation is so obvious to, to you me and we why is it that they believe that the word manipulation
2: works you know, because sometimes it does, Tony, unfortunately, because not everyone is out there like you and and uh, others uh, on what I would characterize as, as uh, the fair and center right side of things, amplifying the actual features of the bill. In this case, uh, it, it, it does nothing. An inflation reduction bill would have enhanced competition uh, between people uh, in the private market. It would have reduced regulations. It would have reduced the amount of money going to nonproductive activities sloshing around the economy. That would have been an inflation reduction bill. This bill uh, goes the opposite direction on each of those fronts in order to grow government. And, and so they obscure that with a headline, There are some uh, smart professionals out there on the center left to far left who like to uh, play along with the Democrats and frankly sell their agenda. And they know that uh, inflation is the number one item on the agenda of of Americans. And and so they help the Democrats out and and say that they're actually working on addressing inflation. But there are many who, who don't read much beyond the headlines. Tony. And um, and that's why it's really important that I go out there and and indicate that, um, you know, this is the worst inflation we've had since Jimmy Carter. So, you know, if you're listening to this fellow Hoosiers, fellow Americans, and, and you're thinking, isn't inflation our biggest problem? Uh, it, it, you're not often and left field. You're right. It is our biggest problem. And uh, this bill does nothing to address that.
0: Talking to Senator Todd Young of Indiana on your website, uh, uh, young.senate.gov, Young votes against reckless tax and spend bill amidst worst inflation in 40 years. And there's a listing of the filed amendments and motions that you made. I was wondering if I go through a couple of these, were any of these... Intra- allowed? Did any of these go through? Or were they all denied? Uh, prevent Washington Democrats from raising taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year, consistent with President
2: Biden's repeated pledge. Did that go through? No, it did not. We had some other whoppers, but um, that one actually went through last time. Democrats tried to uh, advance a massive tax and, and spend bill. They didn't meet with as much success. But I got every Democrat on record, with the exception of one, voting for that, um, you know, over 60 times. Uh, President Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, during the campaign and since the campaign, have pledged not to raise a single penny in taxes on anyone making less than 400 grand a year. I wanted every single Democrat to own that statement, or at least publicly depart from uh, that statement. Uh, None did, with the exception of one. And so every single Democrat uh, who voted on this bill, and that's all of them in the U.S. Senate and Kamala Harris, just reaffirmed that they would not support, uh, uh, you know, increase in taxes. And, you know, they, they they all broke that pledge. So now let me give you
0: another one. Ensure the new Medicare drug price negotiation program would not go into effect if it discourages access to pharmaceuticals, if there is a public health emergency, or if it will hurt our economic competitiveness against China. This is the one where people are like, okay, explain this to me. How does the negotiating of drug prices work, and are we engaged in capitalism or something else here? But you wanted to make sure things don't go into effect if it keeps people from getting drugs or hurts us against China. What happened here?
2: Number one, we want to make sure that the United States of America, if we have another pandemic, which may well emerge uh, from China, we want to make sure that we can implement an Operation Warp Speed sort of uh, response to that uh, and that that public health emergency can be attended to uh, and not worry about the the, uh, Medicare uh, benefits one way or another. Uh, if, if we're going to undermine our ability to respond in a way that advances the public health, we want to make sure that we can do that. Number two, the People's Republic of China, their communist leaders have indicated that uh, the life sciences industry, synthetic biology They want to dominate this area of technology, which has major national security implications as well. Um, They'll do that by handicapping the ability of our most dynamic life sciences company, our pharmaceutical industry, uh, to take whatever profits they have and to reinvest them in research and development. So um, we want to make sure that those things are considered when we start talking about um, government negotiating. I'll put that in quotes with private business, we both know government never really negotiates. Uh, they make demands. And uh, if the person on the other side of the table uh, can't meet those demands, then uh, they extract costs. And in this case, the cost would be innovation, future life-saving, life-extending drugs. And uh, we just won't bring those to market or bring them to market at such incredibly high costs that people will never know they even existed. Unlike our, our current pharma industry, uh, which, of course, needs to be regulated. But uh, we just went through a global pandemic where the United States led the way. Our people had, had were first in line for access because we are the best in the world, best in innovation. That didn't emerge from nowhere. It's because we have a market economy, not a state capitalist communist economy.
0: Sir, I want to play this for you, talking to Senator Todd Young, a senator from Indiana. This is from CNN, White House Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy, and she is discussing the importance of green in the world of all things farming. It's about a minute long. I want you to hear it, sir. White House National Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy on with John King of CNN. And this is her take
1: 60 billion dollars here added to 60 billion in the bipartisan infrastructure law to get to the communities left behind to tackle legacy pollution to invest in our schools again to get rid of the old uh, heavy duty diesel trucks and buses that have contaminated our air in our urban areas But but it's also for the areas that you and I haven't well-traveled, at least I haven't, it's the farming communities. This is not just about the, the urban areas. This is about our rural communities. They need opportunities for electric vehicles. They need opportunities for new farming techniques. They need opportunities to make sure that they can produce our food, but also make sure that we're tackling the drought so that we can address those issues all in one. So this is an opportunity not just for the Dorchesters of the world, but the Iowas of the world. And we know that wind is wild in Iowa. They're capturing it. Everybody knows that clean energy is the future.
0: She's talking about truckers. She's talking about farmers. She may have mentioned Iowa, but she's talking about the crossroads of America. She's talking about Indiana and trying to engage the idea of green this and green that. How concerned should Indiana and basically Midwest truckers and farmers, how concerned should they be about the passage of this Inflation Reduction Act in the Senate?
2: Tony, they should be really concerned. Uh, There are no truckers. There are no farmers. There are no leaders of of agriculture companies or trucking companies who are begging for this legislation. In fact, uh, to probably a person, as I go around the state of Indiana, uh, they do not. Want this. They don't want their taxes raised in the worst inflationary environment since 1981. They know we're in a recession. They don't think the answer to it is to spend billions of dollars on Green New Deal waste uh, through a, an un, essentially unregulated slush fund created in Washington, D.C., uh, which Gina Mark McCarthy can dispense to uh, you know, favored constituencies and individuals. Uh, we don't need g- green cylindras. Uh, We don't need to double the size of the IRS in order to bring us to a a Green New Deal future, and we certainly don't need to grow big government. Uh, I don't see how that in any way is is, uh, these uh, initiatives are connected to inflation reduction uh, or to uh, addressing people's concerns right now. Investment in the southern border, that would be good. Uh, Making sure that our, our military... Uh, and diplomats have, have what they need so we can face a multi generational threat from communist China. That would be smart. Um, you know, dealing with our, our economic crisis by taking the boot of government off the throats of regular Americans who are trying to make it. And yes, you know, we have high rates of, of uh, employment or low unemployment. Uh, we have, you know, a robust still consumer demand, but we have these other things that need to be attended to our supply chain. You know, where is the administration on this? How are they thinking about supply chain kinks? Do we have 24 seven access to all our various ports right now? Or uh, have there have there been longshoremen who continue to uh, to threaten uh, uh, interruption of the port? Uh, if so, why? Aren't they a Democratic constituency? Uh, isn't that a, a value proposition of of this Democrat president of the United States? You know, there's so many other things they ought to be focusing on, but they've been fixated. And that's the word, Tony. They've been fixated on getting this bill done ever since they came into office. And, um, you know, frankly, I think they're prepared to eat the consequences at the ballot box. They know that this uh, is a tough sell to the American people, at least across the industrial Midwest. And I'm going to make it a tough sell. We're going to make sure that uh, if if they can't see the light, we're going to make them feel the heat. And that's my objective between now and November.
0: Senator Todd Young of Indiana, I appreciate you taking the time. We will talk again in the future and hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, Senator, I appreciate you being here. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So I'm pretty sure it's time to start talking about 2024. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it's not. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find everything at TonyCats.com, which I'd greatly appreciate it. I can't stop everybody from talking about 2024. It, dry, it really does. It drives me nuts. It drives me batty because uh, Republicans haven't proven they're going to win the midterms. They haven't proven it. But of course, Trump was at CPAC there. They had a CPAC in, in Dallas and, and a conservative political action conference. And uh, Trump was there. DeSantis, I think, w- w- was there. A bunch of others. And so they have the straw poll. And the straw poll shows that Donald Trump running away with it. My gosh, that's the guy everybody wants at CPAC. That is not necessarily the guy everybody wants in America. I am a believer. I have not moved off of this point one iota that the American people or I should say uh people who are not uh some kind of progressive socialist communist sycophants, would much rather have DeSantis than Trump. They'll take the fighter. they just don't want the baggage. This is my take, and so we've discussed the fact that a lot of Trump people have uh have won the primaries, but will that apply to, to a general. Is, is, is that what we get? This was Jonathan Carl on ABC.
2: I mean, look, almost nobody in the Republican leadership wants Donald Trump to announce he's running before the midterms because Donald Trump is on a roll. Speaking of rolls, he is dominating these parties. Uh, you have candidates winning in state after state who would have had no chance without a Donald Trump endorsement, and they're winning the Republican primaries. But here's the thing. The more Trump wins, the more Republicans are poised to lose because he is helping nominate candidates who are likely to lose, uh, coming into these races as underdogs, likely to lose races that Republicans should win. So if Republicans don't win the Senate, there's going to be one reason and one reason only, and it's Donald Trump. He has chased candidates out of races uh, that would have won or had a very good chance of winning in the fall, and he has nominated to help nominate candidates uh, who are likely to lose.
0: I'm not 100% true, sure if that's true in in the Senate and Toto, um, but it's an interesting take because it's it's a question that a lot of us are asking about winning in the primary is different than winning in in, in a general. And are these people, whether they be House or Senate, uh, can can they win? So maybe people are just waiting for that. If Trump backed people don't win a general. What would make you think that the, the voters are out there for Trump himself if they won't engage the people who he's backing? So in a, in a weird way, Trump's endorsements could be utilized against him, which also now leads us to this conversation of why 2024 is way too far ahead because, well, that's just one of the many reasons why. Find everything at TonyKatz.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care.